1: Good Risings, I'm Liz Earnshaw, and this is Hash It Out. I am joined this week with Katherine Hurling, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And Katherine specializes in relationships, is a family therapist, also a couples therapist and supports people navigating relationships where one person might be neurotypical and the other person might be neurodivergent or both people might be neurodivergent in the relationship or if it's a poly relationship, we might have more, more than two people who are identifying in that way. So Catherine is here giving us a lot of tips on how to navigate that. And today, Catherine, we have another question that is about ADHD. How do you feel about that?
0: Rock and roll, daddy-o.
1: Okay, awesome. So. The question today is, I have ADHD and it's really hard for me to ask my partner for support. I sometimes worry that it's becoming like a parent or a child, for example, asking for support with things like helping to remember to pay bills and other things like that. Do you have any tips or suggestions for how to get support with ADHD without becoming that parent-child relationship? I really
0: empathize with that person who asked that question. That's a really it's a really tough question and really tough need to have, especially when when you feel like I'm an adult, I should be able to do these things so that this goes back to an executive functioning question. How do I organize my life, which is a very important hallmark sign of ADHD? Executive functioning is more challenging for for individuals with ADHD. So. I like to phrase it as you have to work so much harder to do what other people do who are within normal limits, which is the medical term. And so there's a lot of that behind the scenes work, which also includes asking for help, especially if you are a very um, a bit of a type A person, you very much you know, have high expectations of yourself. It can feel so incredibly embarrassing and very vulnerable when you're asking for help over things that seem so basic. So we are leaning back on that transparency, transparency, transparency. Your partner may make an assumption, you know, they're just lazy. They don't even know these basic things when really it is executive functioning is very challenging for me and I need help. We as human beings need help on a lot of things because we cannot be good at everything. We are not computers. For like a neuro, a neurotypical person, it can be, oh, I need help opening a jar because my hand strength is bad. Or you're like me and you injure your thumb. And for somebody with ADHD, it can be, I'm struggling to remember to pay my bills. And by leaning back on what we know best, gentle startup, I'm struggling with this. This is hard for me. Here's what I need when we're looking for it in positive terms. What are we looking for? Not what are we not looking for? You don't always have to have that concrete. This is precisely what I need, but opening up some dialogue here. I need help organizing the bills. And as long as, as you have those deposits in that emotional bank account, and you and your partner are in the space. Your partner can say, "Oh, my goodness, I didn't realize that that's what was going on. I would love to help you with this. Let's set you know let let's set up a calendar. Let's put some reminders on your phone. Do you need me to to text you and remind you?" And by remembering that your partner also needs things from you, that feels far more validating and that makes and that makes it feel less like a parent child. Even things that can feel really small, like going out to get groceries, being an emotional support over you know over work stress, those things are inherently equal. And that really raises the relationship into two equal adults instead of it feeling like a parent child.
1: I think that is so important to highlight this idea that this person needs to remember that there's probably many things they have to help their partner with too. The word partnership, that's what it means. Exactly. (laughs) That's the point of partnership is that I'm skilled at some things and because of that, I help you out or I'm feeling good this week. And because I feel good and you feel sick, I help you out or I have time. So because I have time, I help you out. And also, that because I do that, I have to be willing to accept that help from the other. And so as you were talking, I was just thinking about what encouragement I wanna give this person to accept help. Because if we don't accept help, then our relationship isn't a partnership and it's not reciprocal. And we can't protect our partners from helping us. We have to let them help us. And another thought that I was having while you were talking is that you were giving really great examples of if you ask for help, here's all the things your partner could say. They could say, let me help you set up a calendar app. Let's do this thing where we have a reminder, whatever it is. I like to remind people that asking your partner to do things doesn't mean that they have to do it 100%. And it doesn't mean that they have to be your parent. So if they were being your parent, then they would say, I'll put it in my calendar and I'll do it for you. And I'll remind you every single day and da, da da da. And you might have a partner that says that. Maybe they say that's something that I could actually do. I don't mind having the reminder on my phone. I'll have it on my phone and I'll send you a text. Maybe that's the deal. But the really cool thing about having good relational awareness is that you remember that you make the request because you're gonna hold on to yourself and your needs. You're gonna let somebody else in and that you can respect the way they respond to the request. And that's how they don't become your parent. So if your partner says, you know, I really suck at remembering things too, maybe we need to have a coach help us with this, or maybe I'm probably not the best person to teach you how to to fix that in your life, because I don't know, but I can support you by looking things up. I can support you by talking about it and really letting them meet you where they can meet you too. I think that's how it doesn't turn into parent-child. I think the danger is sometimes if we make a request of our partner and then they're not allowed to say, I'm not good at that, right? (laughs) That they have to say, yes, I'll take care of it for you. And I don't think that this person asking that question thinks that at all. I think that's why they're not even asking for help. They don't wanna bother, Exactly. your partner, don't worry. Your partner is a grown-up that can say, and this is their responsibility, that can say that feels like too much for me because I'm terrible at it, or I'm overwhelmed, or whatever. And I love you, so what can we do to make this easier for your life? This is now an us problem, not a you problem. This is an us problem. We can work on it together, and it's not a me problem. And it, it's not going to shift to your partner. Right. It doesn't need to become a a problem for them because then that's codependency. It's a problem together and and you get to utilize the purpose of partnership then, which is why you want to be in a relationship in the first place. Whether you struggle with ADHD or whether you are sick for two weeks in a row or whether you are really tired one week. The point of being in a partnership is that we have another human being who's our village. And who gets to help us when things are hard
0: yep. love me a good village i love a village
1: i love having more than just the partner as the village too and so as you were talking i was also thinking this question was based on their romantic partner but the tips you were giving are about all relationships so if you have a friend that you need to educate around what you need help with if you have a family member like this is really healthy relational functioning is to ask for help and to let them help you or let them support you in the
0: way that they can absolutely absolutely self advocacy is so incredibly important when you are neurodivergent or just anything in general being able to say here's what i need it's a hard skill to learn if you are a caregiver by nature it is so incredibly important though
1: so important and That's actually gonna lead us to our question tomorrow, which is about advocating for others. So today we're talking about self-advocacy, but tomorrow's question has to do with advocating for the people you love. And so we are going to talk about that more tomorrow. I'm here with Katherine Hurling, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist out of Philadelphia at a Better Life Therapy. And we're gonna continue our conversation tomorrow, which I can't believe is Friday already. Can you believe that? Nope.
0: It's wild. The week flew by. (laughs) Crazy Ugh. it is.
1: I'm Liz Earnshaw and I'm the author of I Want This to Work. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. We love to hear from you, so please take a moment to leave a review. Until next time, love on your loved ones and when that gets hard, tune in to me to learn how to hash it out.